0: Yes, we need moments. We need Matt to have moments. We need you to have moments. We we want to have moments. Yeah. Well, thank you for such wonderful worship. I. We have some people from the media team that are out sick today, and so Matt and Lisa are doing double duty, being in the sound booth and thank you very much for that and uh, hi everyone starting a new series is always a a different and unique time for me I, I don't know if it is for every minister but you go through a lot of the gyrations of what to call it and what each message is going to be and you're trying to get your elevator theme you know what an elevator theme is right sure all all of you know what an elevator theme is that that is that if you're if you're on the 10th floor of of a a tall building okay and uh, and and somebody asks you what's your sermon about you have 10 floors all right, from the top to the bottom from floor 10 to floor 1 to tell them what your sermon is about and so ministers know that they have to get that ready and be able to concisely state the purpose of their message so on and so forth so um, it 's it, interesting to get ready for a new message, and I think i 've formed most of that, especially since I decided in the middle of the night to change completely what I was going to talk about and go with this subject so and part of it 's my wife 's fault i 'll blame her because she asked me a question this past week in the car, and uh, I thought that that yeah, that sounds good and and then I really felt like I should go a different direction with this. Uh, and, and do a different topic that I've been reading about that was on my heart and so all my study yesterday was for that topic and then again in the middle of the night I felt like the Lord said, no, obey your wife. And so, no, that's not exactly how it worked. But I, I, I did feel like this topic, though, that she brought up was something that I was really supposed to do. Now, you know that our, um, and, and that's just back and forth, it switches. There's nothing to do there. And and so Lewis will switch that um, on, on, there's no cue for it. Hi, everybody. We've got a couple of cameras going this morning. So... Um, you know that our custom is to um, ha- pose a question at the beginning of my message and allow you to interact. So, if you're here in the in the sanctuary, we'd love to have your response, your engagement. If you're out in the live stream watching right now, here's how you engage with us regarding this question: You can text your response to seven two zero eight seven eight three three two three seven two zero eight seven eight three three two three, or You can type it into the chat window there where you're watching us in your live stream. Nina's going to come. We're going to entertain the questions or responses anyway and any additional questions that uh, people sent us. So here's our question. What is your number one question about prayer? Since our topic for the next couple of weeks is on the subject of prayer, being formed, prayer being formed in his presence or by his presence.
1: So I have a couple of uh, folks who have already responded to the question. Awesome. Yes, one is Ralph, and he had to go to work after this. So so why does prayer have to be openly expressed when God is within me? Mm. Parentheses, unless I want others to hear how good I pray, to teach them how to pray or include them, or do not believe that God is within. So why does prayer have to be openly expressed when God is within me? Is that something you're going to answer during this? Yeah, session?
0: it is. It's something I'm going to answer. So don't steal the meat out of my sandwich, Ralph. <laughs> Even though you're in Switzerland and I can't get to he, you.
1: Yes, he is in Switzerland. That's right. Yes,
0: Switzerland, not Sweden, because right. I learned, and you know yes. how I remember. Chocolate and Because mountains. after after you know getting it wrong for a couple of weeks in a row, he he just texted a couple of words, chocolate mountains and Switzerland and one yeah, other I, I thought it was only chocolate there were enough. three key words that he sent and so I just always start thinking where is he chocolate chocolate that's Switzerland yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to answer that during my message and so I'm not going to do it right now Ralph so listen you'll have to listen that's to right. the message after you get home from work <laughs> okay so
1: Jeff Peter has a question that's similar to mine which I've asked you Why is it that it is said that all we need... I think it's supposed to be that all we need is to ask, but when we ask for people to be healed for stuff like cancer, like his mom, prayers seem to have gone unanswered. That goes along with what I asked you a few weeks ago. We have two different minister friends who were deathly ill, uh, about our age, deathly ill with COVID. One lived, one died. One died. They were both ministers who went around the world. They definitely had thousands of prayers prayed for them. And when you would talk to people about the one who lived, oh, they, our prayers made the difference. Well, then why didn't our prayers make the difference for the one who died? They said they, they got 4,000 prayers, and the other guy got 5,000 prayers. I mean, this is, these are good questions, don't you think?
0: <laughs> really good.
1: Um, let's see, I think I have another one here. Does anybody here want to raise your hand before I read another one with a question? I'll come to you with the microphone. Not yet, are we asking the questions you would have asked? Okay.
0: Did you respond to that? Because we normally respond no, so they no, asked the question. No, but here's the
1: third one. Why aren't prayers always answered? So we're just answered? like going to
0: build them up so well, that we, I'm confused here, here, and don't know what to answer? Why aren't prayers
1: always answered? So that's three people in a row ans- asking basically the same question. Yeah. Are you answering that during your series? Well,
0: well, during the series, yeah, but I don't want to put people off to the, just Ralph, but not everybody. <laughs> uh, and I'm specifically today going to deal with Ralph's question. So, but let, let's talk about this issue of praying for a miracle. Uh, Often it is for a healing in somebody's life and then they don't get healed. Um, What are your thoughts about that?
1: (laughs) That's why I asked the question. No,
0: I want you to... (laughs) I am not the Bible answer man.
1: Well, I don't know, actually. I I don't... You know, we used to have, in the theology, we used to have, I had more answers. But I am not convinced that what I used to believe is any longer. I'm not convinced that it was an accurate belief system. Yeah. I do believe in prayer, and I do believe God answers prayers. And all that you sang this morning, I was thinking about how God has been faithful to me throughout my whole life. I've, there was, uh, I can't remember what else, you know, he's running after us. There was something else that was in some of the words of the songs, and I thought, I absolutely believe God is involved in my life and hears me, um, maybe one of the thoughts, I don't know, I'm not going to even go there. I think it needs much far greater of a rounded out answer, because this is a huge, huge question. Why bother to pray if we don't think prayer is always going to work? I I don't know. I mean, I believe in prayer, don't get me wrong, but I still have underlying...
0: I think I'm getting one of my topics for the whole, like for that whole message. Mm -hmm. That would really be a good one. We have in our present theology and understanding of God's nature and goodness come to accept, whereas we never would have before, that sin is a mystery. That Being human is a mystery. That the Bible talks about mysteries. And that the summary of that is that there aren't definitive answers all the time. It's what makes it a mystery. There are things in our faith and in our walk with God which remain a mystery and God chooses not to answer those specifically. Why doesn't everybody get healed? I think that's a mystery. Now, we used to offer very definite reasons why. We had pat jars with labels on them and we would stick each one of those expressions of doubt into a nice neat jar with a label on it. For instance, that you
1: prayed with doubt.
0: Yeah, you, you didn't have enough faith or you prayed in doubt when you prayed. Um, oh I think I, I think about believing that years ago and and actually telling people that and I, I get sick on the inside I just I feel embarrassed that I would have said that to somebody and demean them like that and put that on them when now I understand that our entire life is about just simply trusting Jesus he never puts it back on us to make things work, to make faith work, to make our walk with God work. It's not about works. It's not about works at all. Mm -hmm. And so again, some things are a mystery and they're not resolved and maybe not even in this lifetime. I love something that Nicky Gumbel said and he's out of Europe and he's the- Great Britain. Great Britain specifically, he's the leader of a tremendous ministry called Alpha. Many of you have been on the Alpha program or participated in the Alpha program. It's changed many, many lives and hundreds of thousands of people have uh, been discipled and thousands of people come to Christ through it. It's tremendous. Nikki Gumbel was asked this question. Why doesn't everybody get healed when you pray for them? And Nikki said, you know, I don't know. I don't know why, but I can tell you this. I do not doubt that it is God's will to heal, right. and I will continue to pray for everyone that I can in every situation where I'm invited. I will pray, and I will pray in faith, believing God for a miracle. And when it doesn't happen, that's a mystery, I don't know, but. I will not stop praying positively with faith for people's healing because of the individuals that don't get healed. And I would say that that's our present position Mm -hmm. on that particular question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that answers the two, not Ralph's, but those two? Or was there enough difference between number two and three there that you had read?
1: I guess there could be other prayers that aren't answered as well, like in relationships or Mm -hmm. jobs or... Things like that. And so somebody... You know, death and being sick is a far greater permanent issue than something on my job or even a relationship. You can move on to other... But once someone dies, that's a pretty big...
0: And I understand that there are critics who uh, critics of what I've just said and expressed who would say, well, that's the easy way out, isn't it, Jeff? For you just to say, well, it's a mystery. We just don't know. <laughs> well, no, I don't think it's an easy way out at all. And I, it's not within the scope of my presentation today to go into the details of uh, the Bible concept of sin being a mystery, humanity being a mystery, so on and so forth. But I'll give you one reference that will start you down the right path the book of job <laughs> the book of job and what happened to job and then the outcome of job but, and uh, it, it's just so stupendous. we're opening up
1: a bunch of cans here because yeah. here's a question about job then Uh-oh. yeah so you know we're all excited about that job got twice as much back or whatever but people died there, his yeah. wife died his children died this is not a good thing Okay, shall we keep moving on
0: with all the questions that we're opening up? (laughs) Keep going. And could I get my my water? I'm sorry, I I came up here without it. Okay. And I'm monitoring the chat here. Okay. Uh,
1: This person says, should I expect to feel anything?
0: Mm. Why
1: does prayer feel like speaking to thin air sometimes? Let
0: me ask you. For those of you that are married or in a a serious committed relationship... (laughs) why sometimes does it just feel like oh
1: you're talking in one ear and out the other you know I I would just rather be somewhere else it
0: It goes both (laughs) ways you know okay Uh, anyway (laughs) well because here let's 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 think about this for just a moment faith is not an emotion trust isn't an emotion those are fruits of the Spirit Galatians chapter five, faithfulness, and really it's his faithfulness, not my faithfulness. So when I pray and I'm not feeling anything or it feels like I'm, my prayers are hitting a, you know, a steel brass, wall, mm. a brass ceiling as it's called, <clears throat> that doesn't change my faith or my trust and it doesn't change the goodness of God that he answers prayer. It's a feeling I have could have been something I ate.
1: In my journey, which has been very long, of Christianity most of my life, I know I started out with a lot more feelings involved and a lot more um, goosebumps and a lot more just a sense of something in the room or whatever when I felt like I was hearing.
0: Like the honeymoon or like like (laughs) the early years of marriage, often, anyway, often.
1: Yeah, but it's transitioned over the years to where now I don't have as much feeling involved with it but I know that I know that I know
0: in He's, fact you probably know and are assured internally in even that even more trust, now yeah. even more now yes I am without all the feelings yes. and the,
1: now it's nice uh, to have feelings that God is present with you that's a nice sensation to have uh, but I, it's not a necessary it's not at all necessary to, for him to be there he is there and just knowing that yeah. and and these days I hear from him more and just a thought will pop into my head and I'll and you can tell somebody will respond to that like wow that was great and I'm going well that was clearly God you know because it was it was something that but it just popped in it wasn't yeah. accompanied with feelings yeah so I think there's different we're in different places along our journey on that okay here's a may i ask the next question no i'm going to ask one
0: from the chat
1: all right
0: see see how that just flows when you've been married long enough i said no i'm gonna do this (laughs) had like if we were just first year of marriage i would have never responded that way
1: i'm not sure what you would say say, because it would have hurt her
0: okay so (laughs) when 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 praying do i have to kneel bow my head close my eyes in order that wow. my prayer is relevant? Really great uh, question. No, no, <laughs> no. I think you asked three things there. All of those things are forms that may help us in either our emotions or peeling back layers in our our soul realm to where we feel like we're more aware of his presence or actually are more aware of his presence but it does not change his presence it does not change his proximity
1: and also it might help you to shut out other thoughts yeah. when, when the busyness of life is we're going to you know, open. closing your eyes for instance yeah
0: we're going to open with a passage that that goes right there mm-hmm. where jesus implies just that just what you've said you know to go ahead and add form to it which is for my good has nothing to do with god hearing or answering
1: some of my best prayers are in the shower or driving my oh, car oh yeah <laughs> definitely not kneeling bowing my head etc <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's changed too through the years yes it has that yeah. has
1: changed through the years Okay, does your behavior impact whether or not God answers your prayers? That's huge, huge.
0: Oh, that's, that's gonna be like one of the weeks. Does your behavior, that's, so are you gonna do any so answering? So hold on to that? that, yeah, don't, so. Prior to the incarnation of Jesus, let me simplify in case that doesn't register prior to you being saved and born again. Um, We lived under quote the old covenant. In the old covenant, the, the M.O. was obey and then God will respond. Do this and God will do this. That is no longer true. In Christ, God has done all of this. Complete. It is finished, Jesus uttered. And then Peter said, all that pertains to life and godliness, he's already granted us. So while in the old covenant, obedience preceded blessing, in the new covenant, blessing precedes obedience. And I'm blessed regardless. Now, here's what happens though. When I am aware that I'm not pleasing. This could be even like in your marriage or some other relationship, maybe even with your employer. When I am aware of negative and I'm trying to suppress it, my joy won't work, my faith won't work, my mind starts going through all kinds of gyrations trying to justify and it's very hard to receive from the Lord not because he's withholding but because I've turned off my receiver or my receiver is in static it'd be like having a you remember the old transistor radios and if you got too close to too much metal or if you took you know you had it laid on top of some wiring in the house or something like that it'd be fuzzy and the t- transmission wouldn't be good but if, if you got it away and especially if you got it closer to a window where you know it would work better the reception was better now that was not the fault by the way think about the analogy that wasn't any problem with the transmission the signal was the signal and it was fine but my reception of it was broken
1: Good answer.
0: Was that okay?
1: Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. You're hired. You can keep the job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anybody here have anything? Yeah. That they want to ask.
0: No. All right.
1: Okay. Um, I just have a couple of comments that Jeff made along the way. Uh, the thing about the, the thing about. Um, it's like talking into thin air. He, he, his reply or his thought was, it feels like leaving a voicemail and no one is listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then he also commented about the mysteries, but aren't mysteries supposed to be able to be solved? I don't know. I don't know that answer either. That's another mystery. I don't know that answer.
0: Let's hold on to some of that because okay. you've really set me up this, uh, for this series.
1: Anything else? Anybody? I don't think I have any more here. There's no more online. All right. Here
0: we go. Join me in your thoughts. And if you have your device, your Bible, join me in Matthew's gospel. Let's look at chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Jesus said, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door. And pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. In other words, I need to achieve this. I need to achieve God's reward. I need to achieve God's blessing. Do not be like them, watch, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. So first of all, this is all about a relationship. Prayer and presence is about relationship, not religion. Prayer and presence is not about obedience. It's about the Father's love for us. And you know, just the idea of relating to God as our Father was really not a typical mindset regarding God in religious past. He was known as unique and sovereign and almighty and fierce and a judge and a warrior. But Jesus says we're to relate to him as our Father. And notice, if it helps you, go into a room, close the door. This is answer to our responder and the father who sees in secret will reward you it is not wrong to expect answers to prayer I I sincerely believe that just saying in your heart you know whatever if if God's gonna answer maybe he will maybe he won't I do not believe that is a proper relationship of deeply trusting God. Why? Because God wants you to live in blessing. God wants to reward you. He's your father. Any of you who have parented children know that part of the joy of parenting is to give to them and to be sure that they're blessed and happy and so forth. Now, notice, Jesus admits right off the bat, right from the start, God already knows what you're going to ask. Isn't that amazing? Jesus admits it. God already knows. And so the question naturally is, why ask? Why pray? One word is the answer. One, One word, I'll tell you in a word. Partnership. Some people believe that God is so sovereign that he has predetermined everything that's going to happen in your life and all of the results. That's not right. It's actually not biblical either. I am what some would call an open theist. And what that means is I do not believe that God has predetermined everything in my life or predetermined all the answers to where, you know, I just might as well let God do what God's gonna do because he's already predetermined it. I know that I'm partnering with God. And the Bible's very clear that in our partnership with God, praying changes things. And most importantly, prayer changes me. And so the outcome of a situation is not predetermined by God. I can join with him and by prayer and fellowship and presence and partnering, I can see his will from heaven be done on earth. We have so many examples of that. Old and New Testament where God's will was brought about because of prayer. This relationship, we might describe it best by using the word perichoresis. It's a Greek word that refers to the triune God and the human race and the cosmos not being separate, but they're all one. They're bound in relationship with one another. Perichoresis refers to the divine dance God placed you and me in fellowship with the Trinity. And the Trinity is not a hierarchical structure. The Trinity is in a divine relationship. Spoken of in the Greek, the image is like being in a dance. And so have you ever taken a small child and had him stand in front of you and hand you their hands And you grab their arms, and then you say, Get on my feet. And you have them stand on your feet, and then you start walking or you start moving around and dancing. You are part of the Trinity in a divine dance of relational love, caring, and mutual giving. And when necessary, He'll have you stand on His feet. And he'll move for you when you don't understand where to go or what step to take. Everything about prayer begins with an awareness of Christ's incarnation. What that means is that Christ became human. God became human in Christ. And he did that so that humanity could become one with God. So there is no distance in prayer. There is no distance even when I'm in disobedience or I have failed or sinned. That's not distance that gets created. That's just a a new awareness that needs to come to me that there's something in the relationship I need to correct, I need to humble myself, I need to admit, I need to agree with God that I have sinned and then quote confess that, that's a whole nother area. Confession does not mean telling or admitting, it means agreeing. I agree with God that I'm not perfect, I agree with God that I've made a mistake and I say God okay, let's get that corrected but it never changes my proximity. It never changes the divine dance. It never takes me out of presence. Oh, nothing you can do will ever take you out of presence. Sila, the word in Psalms for pause during a song when you're singing. An artist knows it as white space. You don't fill the page with text. You need white space for the text and the objects. A psalmist knows it as pause and breathe. Nothing you can do will ever remove you from presence. Prayer is more about formation than acquisition. Should have made a slide out of that. Everybody, together, say it after me. Prayer, Prayer. say it out loud. Prayer, Prayer is more about formation than acquisition. Baxter Kruger said could anything be more astonishing than such a humble stooping by the Father's eternal Son? What could be more amazing than the creator of the universe the one in and through and by and for whom all things were created and are constantly sustained entering into his own creation and becoming human just to be with us? To suggest that prayer is not important or that somehow God has already predetermined everything and so why pray? Let me respond with this. Why did Jesus pray? If everything's predetermined, God's already got it all set and the outcome's certain. Why did Jesus pray? Jesus prayed a lot. In fact... From the Gospels, we see that his habit was to get up early before society rose and everything got started and ministry responsibilities got hot and heavy and he was out in prayer and silence and contemplativeness. Let me give you some examples of the way that Jesus prayed just so that you can see this dynamic of simplicity. He prayed three times on the cross. Father, forgive them. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Here was a prayer of thanks that Jesus prayed. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the understanding, and you've revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. Here's Jesus, here's the way Jesus prayed before raising a dead person. His name was Lazarus. Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they might believe that you sent me. Lazarus, come forth. Jesus' prayers, at least in public, where others could hear him, were always very simple and short. And I choose to believe that they were that way even when he was alone with the Father because much of that time was spent in contemplative silence, just listening. How do I know that? Why do I feel that? Well, we can't know that for sure since we weren't there, but I feel that and I think that because of this. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing and say what I hear the Father saying. Boy, to be able to say that, you've got to know presence. You've got to hear the heart of the Father. I mean, Jesus was in some pretty sensitive, demanding circumstances, such as raising the dead, like Lazarus. And he just prayed a simple prayer. Father, I know that you're always listening to me. You always hear me. But for their benefit, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Lazarus, come forth. (laughs) He wouldn't have even needed to say it. He said it for their benefit. Here's how Jesus prayed over the city of Jerusalem. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came. Father, glorify your name. Jesus admitted that he was troubled. Some of us have been taught it's never right to admit that you're troubled. You're, You're out of faith. You're in doubt if you admit, if you say with your words that you're struggling in your faith. Oh, really? Because Jesus here said in prayer to God, I'm troubled. And of course, everybody knows this one, right? The most famous prayer. Jesus teaches his disciples to pray in response to the question. Lord, teach us to pray. So would everybody together with me right now and you and our live stream audience, let's pray. What's called the Lord's Prayer, it's really the disciples' prayer. The Lord's Prayer is in John chapter 17. Ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, everybody together, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Stop your will be done on earth as it is in heaven partnership why would Jesus teach us to pray that way if prayers don't make a difference give us come on give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So here's Jesus' prayer, all right, the Lord's prayer, John chapter 17. Not the entire prayer, but verses 7, 8, 9, and 10. Now, they too have come to know that everything you have given me originated in their own I am-ness in you. Remember I told you, That nothing you can do removes you from presence. You want to know why? Because I am lives in you. He has a new address. You are his address. You are, you're not trying, prayer is never acquisition. Prayer is never about trying to get God to do anything. God already has. And so he says, now they too have come to know that everything you've given me originated with their I Amness" in you. I have given them the very words which you have given me in our conversation, which words they have embraced and have come to know that surely I also proceeded from you and are commissioned by you. I pray specifically for them those who know that they are yours to begin with and that you gave them to me. I'm not here to debate with those who still see themselves defined by this world system. I am greatly esteemed in your shared friendship with every individual person. All those who are mine are also yours and what is yours is mine. Perry Koresis the divine dance, not hierarchical structure, divine dance. I'm in you, you're in me, he's in us, we're in Jesus, Jesus is in God, God is in me, Jesus is in in us, God's in Jesus, Jesus is in God, Holy Spirit of course is mixed in there as well, it's all one. I love something that I heard Richard Rohr say this weekend as I was studying and preparing for another take on this whole thing of identity he said the biggest tragedy of western religion is that they see the resurrection as only being about Jesus when the resurrection was about the body the Christ You see, Christ is not Jesus' last name. So when we talk about the Christ, we're talking about the body. And when Christ arose, he delivered all of humanity from the clutches of death and sin. Scripture says he took the keys of death and Hades. This allows me to just sit in trust I've been so taken with the situation in Ukraine and now that really is spreading worldwide because of the necessary involvement of nations. I've been praying that God would give wisdom to our world leaders. I believe we have the power through prayer to partner with God and create peace. What, a, what an idea we can create peace yeah do you know right now not that coming here was an obedient act that helps God bring peace but just being gathered together now and you on your couch in your car wherever you might be Switzerland listening to this afterwards we are the Christ we are the body resurrected to newness And our joint prayer has the partnership power of bringing peace. How many of you have heard of um, Beth, um, great teacher Beth Moore? Many of you have, I'm sure. Here's a prayer that Beth published regarding the the situation in the Ukraine. So appreciated this. I, I retweeted it. I thought so much of it. Jesus, be near the frightened, the suffering, the fleeing, the hiding, the shivering, the aching, the bleeding, and the dying on this globe tonight. Send word of your mercy reaching them as we pray for your outstretched arm to save, rush to aid, be swift to shield, be made known, Jesus man can you feel that I I know faith is not about feelings but can you feel that (laughs) I feel that there's something and millions can you imagine millions of faith ignited believing partners praying why doesn't war stop now Why doesn't the bloodshed stop right now? Why hasn't Putin turned his tanks around right now? Should have done it last week or the week before. But I'm not going to stop praying for peace. I'm not going to stop praying that God would turn the hearts. The psalmist wrote this. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And like rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wills. May God turn the heart of Russian leadership. And then I noticed this prayer from a blog that came from some leadership in Oklahoma at Church Life or Life Church. God, you are a God of mercy. Before I ever decided to live for you, you sent Jesus full of mercy and grace for me We are asking you to show mercy and to preserve life in every region of this crisis. We are asking for you to soften the hearts of the leaders and bring them to compassionate justice. Please give world leaders your wisdom. Have mercy on all of us. I'm going to ask Nina to come and to join me again and We're going to pray a corporate prayer together and then she'll she'll have some prayer requests that have been sent to her. And so we want to give you a number right now that you can text any prayer requests that you want included in this last moment of prayer. And then after we finish praying, Nina has a couple of announcements for us so the the number to text your prayer request to is 720-878-3323 720-878-3323 if you'd like to share a prayer request with us right now so go ahead those of you in the sanctuary can do the same thing just text your prayer request I would imagine you already have a list don't you
1: well, we have quite a few people we've been praying for for several weeks, and I haven't heard uh, where things are at with several of them. Um, let me just mention some of them. For, we want to continue to pray for Taylin, um as she prepares to come home. They and their family, they need a car, they need some finances to make it possible for her to even come home, uh, to, uh, something to carry her wheelchair in. This is a totally new stage of life for this family uh, because of Taylan's now uh, being paralyzed from the waist down. So let's pray for them all. Kathy, Kathy, who's here today, and Jack's granddaughter, Karsten, is having surgery on a cancerous lump this week, and I want to pray for her and, of course, her parents as they deal with this. Um, I want to, uh, this week, uh, some prayer requests that came in were uh, for Barb and her co-workers at the death of her boss, and also for his family, of course, mm-hmm. and for Cindy, who's here, for her stepdad, Arthur, who is in his last days, and to pray that he would know Jesus and then the present, the peace of his presence uh, as he walks through these days. So, Okay. Are we ready to...
0: You pray for those, and then we'll have our corporate prayer.
1: Okay, Lord Jesus, we just love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Holy Spirit. Um, We thank you for your work in the lives of these that we've named. Your peace and your presence is with each one of them. We pray they would know that. We do pray for answers for Taylin and her family as they are entering a new stage of life. We pray for the finances, for the car, and for the lift, and for the medical supplies. And um, just, we ask you to bring all these pieces together and that she would be particularly, she and her mom particularly, would be at peace as they are transitioning into this new life at this stage of things. Uh, We pray for Karsten. We just, uh, we just, tell that cancer to go from her and uh, as Jesus healed all who came to him we're praying that Carson also will be healed and live a long and healthy life for Arthur we pray for your peace that passes understanding we pray that he would know you Lord and uh, thank you for your help for Barb's uh, co-workers and her boss's family at his presence as at, at his passing excuse me And then Fran has just uh, put prayers for granddaughter Lily and son-in-law Aaron for a safe journey. And we thank you that you're journeying with them, Lord, and keeping them safe. In Jesus' name.
0: I realize somebody may have, could have, um, sent one via the uh, chat. So let me check that because I had shut that down I don't I don't
1: don't see one
0: so all right right. we have a corporate prayer that uh, has caught our faith attention and uh, expresses um, so much at this hour and so we're going to have it on the screen we'd love for all of you to join us in praying this aloud I'm going to turn to the screen and uh, myself look there to read it so Everybody, together, Lord, place us in the text of Scripture rather than the certainty of a constitution. Open our eyes to see the conversation, the story, the predicament, the spirit, and the incredible community of people who keep bumping into the living God. May we be a people who, even in the midst of experiencing setbacks, disappointment, and messiness, are best of all a people who are growing in trust of Jesus and one another. Cause us to see what you see, to feel what you feel about your church. Increase our faith that we can be part of making a difference, even starting anew.
1: Let's do one more thing. Carol's been through a really, really tough week physically, had a lot of things happen, been to the hospital. Those of you that are around her, would you just lay your hands on the scripture does talk about laying hands on the sick that they would recover so we're just going to do that by faith and father we lift up carol to you and lewis and the boys because they all experience this together and we're praying for a new level of peace and relief from these maladies we thank you jesus that you are in her working in her We pray, Father, as she has these doctor's appointments, that these doctors are your hands extended, your mind extended into this situation, and that we get quick results and quick relief. And, Father, we're really asking for a miracle for Carol, that this thing would be totally taken away, this disease would be totally taken from her. And we're thanking you for your care and your great love for this family in the name of jesus yes amen amen
0: yes you're amen. going to share a couple of couple
1: of announcements um we do have regarding the ukraine if you are interested in helping people who are fleeing from the ukraine uh a tr- yeah i know we're always looking for what's a trustworthy source and so uh the lutheran relief response group is a very trustworthy resource and I did read that they've already received quite a bit of money and they're already at work but the need is so great so if you'd like to give that way there's a paper on the table back there and it'll tell you how to give through that resource if you're listening online and would like that information can text me and uh, I'll be happy to get that information to you. Also, Easter food boxes can you believe it's almost April already? Almost Easter. Oh my gosh! So, we at Easter time join with St. John's in helping families who are in need with food boxes. So, you can contribute to that by bringing food that is non perishable, non expired. Okay, and, um, and you just bring it out here actually. Actually, I now realizing I need to put a bucket out here where people can put stuff out in the foyer area there. You just bring your food. and Or if you'd rather give a financial donation, you're certainly welcome to do that and just mark what it's for. Also, if you know people who could use food and would like to submit their names, they will definitely be part of the group if you submit their names. You can also let me know that. And I need to get some specific information from you if you know a family. We need to know all of that and have the food by Sunday, April 3rd. Then that next week it gets packed and and then it's uh, given out before Easter. And then we do have the survey. We don't have a slide for this, but we have a survey that we would like to get out to all of you. The, the leadership team here have been asking some questions and wondering what you think. So we decided, you know what? We'd like to get answers to those questions. So it's gonna be on, Mon- what is it called? Survey Monkey. So it's online. I don't know if we have determined that we have a way to do it offline. I can't quite remember. Said a yes we can? We could print it out if you need it be, so let me know that. But really soon here, if you're on our email list, you're going to be getting an email with a SurveyMonkey link that you click on and you just go out and answer these questions. And if you would do that, that would help us, we hope, to, uh, you know, be be a team about what are we doing here at, at Genesis? What do you like? What do you don't like? What would you do? What wouldn't you do? That. That sort of thing. Well, my husband's walked off, so I guess that means I'm closing things down. (laughs) So we love you all. We love you out there. We love you in here. So good to see so many faces in here today. And you all have a blessed, hopefully we have a sunny week. Amen.